0: Hi, I'm Ben Thompson, Doctor of Audiology. This is a podcast to help you with tinnitus, hearing loss, or hearing aid technology. Let's get ahead with today's episode. There's many options for hearing aids online, in stores, And with the recent development with over-the-counter hearing aid and the legislation through the United States government, the importance of high-quality information about different options is more important now than ever. Today, I'm here with Nick Klopper, who is the CEO of HearX Group out of South Africa, who also make the brand Lexi Hearing. Nick, how are you doing today? Tell us what is Lexi and what is your role with HearX?
1: Thanks for having me um, on the show. This is such a privilege um, to be to be on your show. So yeah, um, like you said, Lexi Hearing, uh, brand new brand. We launched in August twenty in the US, the first foray for our company into um, direct to consumer and the new coming OTC legislation, OTC hearing aids. Uh, but maybe before I get into that, maybe I can give you a two minute background, just kind of who UXA is and kind of what we do. So Yearingx. we're a technology. Yeah, we're a technology focused company. So very strong R and D backing and research backing. Our founders are professors of audiology and engineering. And the idea of the company is to develop innovative technologies and solutions, not just for the end consumer, but also for clinicians and enterprise customers. For today's conversation, I think we'll be focusing on Lexi and the brand we built um, around the direct-to-consumer hearing aids. And my role is as CEO, Um, we're a South African-based company with our first launch into the US last year with a brand named Lexi.
0: Amazing. And I have a note that a reporter explained that Lexi is potentially democratizing and decentralizing access to hearing care. How have you utilized technology to achieve that so far, Ben? So um, that's really our motto and, and vision as a company.
1: Where we came from, you know, coming from humble beginnings as a social enterprise, you know, coming from South Africa. That's the main goal, right? Providing access to people which could not have previously either afforded hearing aids or had access to that. Of course, the same challenges exist in even markets like the U.S. where penetration rates are you know, around 30 percent. So how we've utilized technology was in multiple ways. Um, so. What I can mention first is how does Lexi work and how does the product offering work? So firstly, it's a direct-to-consumer hearing aid solution that you can purchase online. We have two payment options available. First, you can purchase as a one-time payment of $799, or you can purchase it on a subscription, which is by far our most popular payment option for our customers. And the reason for that is we include, you know, for two years, a full service delivery model where you can get all your batteries, tips, domes, accessories, and breakage and loss insurance included in your bundle. Which means that for the next two years, when our customers opt in for our service, they don't have to worry about anything. You know, we send everything to their home. So convenience first. The other uh, advantage of, well, as you know, working with subscription models are that you have the ability to opt out. So you don't like our offering, cancel subscription and you walk away. So no, no contracts, and of course, also no credit checks. But once you, purchase, once you purchase the hearing aids online, we send the devices to your, to your home, except if you've purchased them in store, and we'll get to that later. And then once we've, you know, you've received the hearing aids, you download an app, so both available on Android as well as iOS. We set up your hearing aids through the app. So we do a uh, hearing check through the application where we test um, your hearing ability. Um, we then customize your hearing aids to your hearing ability and then set your hearing aids up through the app. That takes around seven minutes. And then we have the ability for our customers to engage with one of our hearing experts and also to opt in for Alex Rewards program.
0: Thank you. And I have a note as well that through HearX, that your team has touched over one and a half million lives. Outside of Lexi hearing different online or in-person hearing aid options. How is HearX touching over one and a half million lives? What else have you guys done? Ben, that's a very good question. So the traditional business um,
1: before we launched Lexi developed these enterprise and medical grade technologies. So we have products in 197 countries around the globe. These range from in-clinic audiometric assessments that a typical audiologist into a doctor can use to smartphone otoscopes that has AI um, that diagnoses typical ear pathologies to online hearing assessments, which are used by, you know, big retailers in the US. It's used by, you know, um, clients like the WHO, 23andMe, you know, to to name a few. And across the segment of our enterprise solutions um, in the last five years, we have tested and identified hearing losses in 1.5 million people across 197 countries.
0: And Nick, one thing I've found is just more and more important here is as there are more and more online hearing aid options, and for those who have hearing loss or tinnitus, having quality information, understanding how my health, maybe my online test results, maybe an in-person audiogram, the situations that I'm struggling with, how that can be best improved through technology because all this hearing technology is not all created equal and the professional services to go with it can also be a differentiating factor. What have you seen? You're CEO of this company. I'm sure you're in many meetings understanding the data that's coming in. How is Lexi hearing being received and what is important for the consumer, for the customer in terms of helping them hear their friends and family better.
1: Yeah. And it's a very complicated question, right? Because it's not just one facet of the product or the service delivery model. I think it's the combination of, you know, a couple of key topics. and I I can maybe mention a couple, which we have seen drive, you know, great patient outcomes. And I'm sure we'll learn a lot still, you know, in the coming years as we develop and improve the product. And um, firstly, what we have seen is the customization of the earring aid to customers' earring profile is very important. You know, also a nice differentiator for us compared to a lot of the current offerings in specifically the online market available. That has driven driv- driven a lot of customer success for us. And also, we have, according to the data available to us, definitely one of the lowest. Return rates in the industry, and that's of course due to you know our ability to much better customize the hearing aids to our customers' hearing abilities. So that's point number one. And I think you know what we have seen is people underestimate the amount of handholding required in you know successful wearing aid you know hearing aid wearers. And we definitely have a hybrid approach here. So of course we. Um, cannot hold every customer's hands the same way an audiologist would do, which of course has a potentially higher price point than we do. So we have a hybrid between using the technology available, you know, to the customer um, to use the service that you know content delivery model, um, but then also we have our hearing experts available to our customers. So we find that about one in five of our customers do make contact with our hearing experts for some sort of remote adjustments to the hearing aids, which then facilitate them through either an onboarding process, how to properly get the hearing aids into hearing you know, into the years to making certain adjustments to the hearing aids over time. And we found that specifically that first 30 to 60 days is the most important kind of as the customers get used to the hearing aids. But of course, having that availability to our customers is fantastic. But what we also felt that was really needed with technology was the ability for us to, to give informative content to our customers on a daily or weekly basis. So, and that's where Lex Rewards was born. So it's kind of, it's a, A behavior change model for consumers and what it does is it really educates the consumer around what to expect. So it does a lot of expectation management on the urine aids, but also to drive education. How do I clean my urine aids? How do I take care of my urine aids if I'm in a humid, you know, environment? What to expect from, you know, my days of wearing my urine aids, right? And then also certain challenges um, to our consumers around how long to wear your urine aids, day one, and then, you know, how long should I wear my urine aids, week two, etc. cetera. Um, and a combination of, you know, that educational content that, was traditionally, you know, delivered through the audiologist or HCP, packaged in the technology solution, and then having access to these hearing aids at the back for more customized or personalized care. That combination paired with the personalization of the hearing aids, we found, you know, really drives good customer satisfaction of our devices today.
0: I've used the app, I tested out the product, and there is a great patient experience flow to it. And leading to quality hearing at a reasonable price. For those in our community who have tinnitus, looking for different tinnitus sound therapy features, there's some nuances to that based on the individual. And a lot of the online hearing aids today don't necessarily have inboard sound therapy or even streaming for sound therapy for tinnitus. That said, amplification through a hearing aid is the first place to go for help with hearing and tinnitus if you have both conditions. So you've taken the typical patient experience, used the technology to the best of its abilities. And through that, your company, Herex and Lexi Hearing are offering uh, telehealth solutions for hearing loss. Now, five years ago, this wasn't really possible with video conference software, potentially with the social ad- adoption of such technology. Now, I believe because I'm in this world as well, that telehealth in the last five years really just became possible with the technology and the social adoption. So what is the future of an in-person hearing clinic? How do you discuss that amongst your colleagues? I think there's a...
1: (laughs) Tons of opinions, and I'm, I'm sure depending on who you ask, we'll get a different answer, right? But if you had to ask me, kind of where does the future lie for the speciality and and for care for you know customers that that need hearing aids? I do think it's in a decentralised model. I don't think we'll be able to increase access from that current thirty percent to where we to levels where we feel we need them to increase to, um, but not of course making it more accessible. Um, and the way you can do that is making it, of course, decentralised. So, using telemedicine platforms, like you've mentioned, we, of course, have our own built into our technology. But I do think where the future lies is a, is a fully integrated, interoperable system where people are currently engaging with their health professional online through a telemedicine platform, but have the ability to then converse, you know, seamlessly into an ontological consultation as well, so that these don't live. I would say mutually exclusive from each from one another, but actually integrated into a single engagement with a health professional. Of course, technology and apps and um, you know, telemedicine software makes this possible for us. But health these days are not just you know, siloed. I mean, you know, uh, you know, hearing and vision and the sensories already go, go hand in hand. So we have to think about this holistically when we think about the way in which we um, go about telehealth. And if you ask me about, you know, the future of clinics, I am um, where that needs to go. And I do think, you know, with the rise of and the excitement around the new OTC legislations. And I mean, it's been a week since the draft has been published. And I mean, every everyone is, you know, is commenting and, and, and having some sort of opinion on, on where this is going. I do anticipate that, you know, uh, retailers with large footprints are definitely going to get into this space, solidify their dominance in this space. And it's just a much more scalable model, you know, with regards to providing access to to these devices. I don't think that the I think the role of the audiologist is just going to change over time, um, being a much more decentralized um, role compared to having, you know, necessary in clinic visits. I'm not saying that's going to fall away, but I do think for that mild to moderate category customer, um, we do we can help them now remotely um, through, you know, these telemedicine consults like you spoke about
0: yeah yeah exactly as you said these are holistic conditions so for someone with hearing loss the communication is often around social engagement social isolation on the other side of that family friends conversations going out to restaurants socializing dinner time you get to learn about someone pretty well for tinnitus for the work that we've been doing with our tinnitus patients it's focused around sleep, anxiety, stress, quality of life, some psychology elements. And through our profession, we do get to learn a lot about our patients through the digital platform. We don't want to lose that. We want to keep that as close as possible. And I know you guys agree with me. Now, switching it up a little bit, what have you learned in terms of your online hearing tests? And online questionnaires what what is the uh the take rate of that are our patients using the online tests and the online questionnaires and does that help the automated process getting information to those hearing professionals to help make decisions on your team yes
1: um being 100 that's correct what we have found is the hearing assessments and the questionnaires are top of funnel you know people that you know think that they might have a hearing loss or some sort of degree of hearing loss you know would search online online hearing tests versus you know spending the time or the money necessarily to go to a clinic to get it done and of course the convenience of that as well right and uh, to confirm the suspicion so what we have found is customers that do take online hearing assessments from there onward the journey is give me as much information as possible what are my options right and it's just to, to gauge the severity of the losses, right? And um, it's fascinating, of course, that self-reported hearing loss, and we ask a lot of our customers, you know, the beginning before they actually take the test, if they think that they might have a hearing loss. And then, of course, they go through the test. And then there's such a direct correlation for those who said that, yes, that I think I have a hearing loss to the confirmation at the end of the hearing test, right, that they have a hearing loss, which means that Self-reported hearing loss is such a good indicator to people that will find benefit from, you know, an amplification device um, over time. So um, the journey specifically for those customers which, you know, took the online questionnaire and the hearing assessment is much longer to taking up a hearing, you know, typical hearing aid than those, you know, which are in that, you know, state of mind to to take a hearing aid. But what we have found is is that kind of emotional element and understanding the reasons behind them seeking help is that, you know, a spouse... Um, a significant other, a child, someone motivating them. And we see a lot of, you know, interest specifically over the Christmas period uh, or the festive season where um, people spend time with family and friends, Thanksgiving, and then, you know, um, their family and friends would tell them, mom, dad... You know you need a you need a device or something to help you i, I can see you struggling so it's very seasonal that we've seen the, the way in which people behave um and it's actually post these very festive seasons that we find a lot of engagement for the product um, but coming back to the question you asked once you know you want what we've What we've done is once we've identified someone with, you know, with a potential hearing loss that's gone through the questionnaires or or our online test is that we guide our customers through, you know, an educational journey through, you know, text messages and emails um, to guide them through what the typical, you know, things they have to look out for, how they should communicate. And of course, if they want to um, trial one of our devices, they're also welcome to do so.
0: Yeah, the automated testing, the questionnaires, very useful. As you had mentioned, the holidays, family conversations, I have parents both of age where they're in that phase of really this mild to moderate category where they're getting by in most situations, but our family recognizes, hey, mom, hey, dad, they actually are having trouble hearing. We know it. Our family has two audiologists, myself and my older brother, both audiologists, Still, neither of them are cons- are consistently wearing hearing aids. They're right on that borderline mild level, but there are situations where they need help. How about for you and your family or your social networks? Do these topics of hearing come up day to day for you.
1: It's such a, I mean, <laughs> such a good question. So um, my mom actually wears hearing aids and she got remarried um, and her husband... Um, much older than she is. All of us think that he has a much more severe hearing loss than she has. But of course, you know, not in the state of mind, well, you know, a couple of years ago to take up a hearing device. And they were visiting my wife and I over the weekend. And uh, my mom said, can I give one of my hearing aids... To my husband, can't you just set up the hearing aid so you can get one? I'm like, it doesn't really work that way. But I mean, I can, of course, um, arrange a pair of hearing aids as a trial. And he was completely open to it. So I think it's just that stigma someone in the family wore then could see the benefit. And actually, what happened is my mom um, didn't wear the hearing aid, didn't wear her hearing aids for a couple of weeks. And he was like, you should wear your hearing aid. You can't hear me. And he could see how important it was for her to wear her hearing aids. And then I think that realization around, oh my gosh, I'm sure she experienced the same with me and I'm not even wearing them. So um, it took time and we all know how long it takes a typical, you know, wearing a user from the first time they you know, find that they put a hearing loss to actually seeking attention, or medical attention to actually take up a hearing aid. So I do think as the the stigma and everything around OTC um, hearing aids, kind of specifically more hearable products, prettier form factors come out, I do think people will be desensitized to the stigma associated with that, which hopefully will drive that, you know, typical age of, you know, customers down. And one additional topic, and just to mention this quick, is what we have found that's fascinating is, Customers which purchase that one-time payment on our subscriptions, oh, sorry, our one-time payments, which are $7.99, 51% of those are new customers, which is not, which is typical to the industry average, right? I think it's 56% of customers um, are new. Our subscription customers, 93% of them are new customers, which means they're much more inclined to take up devices or to trial out on the subscription just because it's such lower, it's such such a lower barrier, right, to entry to, to it. And what's fascinating is our subscription customers are seven and a half years younger than our one-time customers, which means that age barrier, the gap, um, does come down with, you know, I want to test this, but I'm not 100% ready to do it yet. Let me give it a trial.
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent. The age is coming down, the monthly membership model may be more appealing, lower barrier to entry, and then they're in and they're trying it. And there's no judgment. There's no shame in waiting to try hearing aids. All that we would want as professionals is for someone to give it an honest effort if there's signs from family or friends that I'm not hearing as well as I used to give an honest effort. Most of the hearing aids have hearing devices have trial periods and that's why uh, they're there for your protection. Nick, I wanted to ask my main last question here is going to be what kind of parallel industries or markets have you studied that whether that's vision with eyeglasses or different kinds of uh, biotech medical markets that may give us some, some clues or some signs into how this progression of technology, hearing aids, will change over time in our field for hearing? Yeah, Ben, so
1: very good question. And I think we picked this up, you know, with our engagement with one of the big pharmacy retailers in the US, Walgreens. Um, we have a couple of pilot stores with them, a couple hundred stores, and you know, them going through the the exercise around where does this, you know, product need to live, right? Does it fit in the hearing category? Is there a correlation between the eyes and ears, the, ears and the senses? So I think it, everybody's asking this question, right? Where does where does hearing sit, and where does it from a commercial perspective? But to answer your question with regards to the other parallels in the markets that you know we've considered and i do think vision if you think about the typical customer is one where you know there's a lot of correlation in europe it's fascinating where you know um, big retailers like Specsavers, savers you know is are big sellers of hearing aids right i mean the big majority of their revenue comes from not just selling their you know, glass eyeglasses but also hearing aids and in the us i don't think that trend has really taken off as much as you know that has in in markets like europe and, and the uk and um, so i do think just because they service a very similar demographic i do must be 10 years younger um, in the optometry space than hearing but as that age in hearing is coming down as we are seeing now i do think that that can intersect and i do think it can play a very nice uh, part and because optometry and i do think one of the barriers has been is it's very expensive to set up you know ideological services in in, opto- in existing optometry um, clinics but if we think about telemedicine and remote consultations and otc i'm um, scaling that into an existing footprint could become much simpler over time. So that's definitely one where we feel um, there's a lot of growth potential um, for our company. Um, And I I think where this market will also, and of course, there's a a couple of others where um, we feel that, you know, there there can be growth. Um, But of course, optometry must be one of the the big key drivers where I think I'm sure a lot of competitors will go after. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're going to monitor that. Nick Klopper coming live from South Africa. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson. I'm an audiologist. Nick, any closing words for our community who has tinnitus and or hearing loss? Ben, firstly, thank you for having me today. It's such
1: a wonderful privilege. And then to the consumer out there, I think there's so many options available these days. You know, from fancy devices to low-cost device, different form factors.
0: Test it out. I do think um, the time is now, and uh, I've got nothing to lose. Yeah, excellent. We will be following X and Lexi Hearing. One thing I love about Lexi Hearing is that as new hearing aid technology comes out, as you develop those new developments and um, really new offerings to the space, the brand of Lexi Hearing will remain. So it's a it's a virtual telehealth audiology center and excited to see how that grows over time. Nick, thanks again. And for anyone who's listening, make sure to check out our other podcast episodes for detailed interviews and information about tinnitus and hearing loss. Thank you all. Take care. Bye. Hey, real quick, before you finish listening to this podcast, this is Dr. Ben Thompson speaking. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me. I ask you for a quick favor if you have two minutes, if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and leave a comment. I read every comment and it means the world to me if you're engaging and returning some love. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much and I'll see you again for the next episode. Bye.